Before we start the episode, I want to explain to you that this episode will be without music, and that is because of licensing issues. Legal? Legal licensing issues. Songs cost money, typically, and to be able to play these songs during interviews or introductions of bands, it would cost a lot of money legally. And we like to see our artists get paid on top of it, even if it's pennies. They're still getting paid. Parts of pennies. Parts of pennies, for sure. So, if you want to hear this episode in full with all the songs involved, legally, go to your Spotify app, and you can find This Week in Seattle Rock on the Spotify app and hear this episode in its entirety. Or, if you just want to hear our pretty voices, you can go ahead and listen to that, too. Hi. Hi. (laughs) With all that being said, we appreciate you tuning in and listening, and hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to This Week in Seattle Rock's Five points. Once again, thank you for tuning in to episode 127 of This Week in Seattle Rocks Five Points. I'm Christopher Walken. And with me, per usual, is the beautiful Miss Marcy Rocks. Who, me? Oh. Yes, of course. And the bearded wonder who is just insider. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. My sensual voice. <laughs> Sounds like <clears throat> My sensual voice smells like a, a, a 50-year-old smoker. How about that? Oh. Anyways, the subject of episode 127's five points is... A model, a retail manager, How a lead your, singer, a lead singer in a, I won't say local rock band, but a Western Washington rock band for sure, because yes. we record out of Seattle at the Flying Fish studio. Yep. She is, I have a crush on her. I got a crush on her. Yeah, uh, I, I think she knows we know. I do. We know. I don't think you're the only one that has a crush on her. Probably not. No, oh. not me. <laughs> I'm, Mar- not, I'm not saying she's ugly or anything. Marcy threw dart pretty. eyes at Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it is Miss Rebecca Terry of, yeah. That <laughs> <This>. was me. <laughs> Lead singer of Baby and the Nobodies out of Olympia. Most of the shows are down in the Tacoma area for the most part. Some in Olympia. We hear in our conversation that the Olympia scene is shrinking as narrow. far as places to play. Yep. Got to see them last week. Baby and the Nobodies play part of a four-band show for Flames of Durga that was out of in L.A. The U District? Yeah, that was at the Blue Moon. Hadn't been at the Blue Moon forever. Yeah. I think the last time I was at the Blue Moon, I was barely legal to drink. Oh, my god. So we're talking about like 30 so years ago. So you've been once in a Blue Moon? Twice <laughs> in the Blue Moon now? <laughs> Twice in the Blue Moon now. That's very, you're still smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just quick. So uh, enjoy the conversation. I know we did. And we end the interview with a new segment we're doing for our five-point interviews. Mm -hmm. So we hope you enjoy it. Give a listen to Miss Rebecca Terry. Are you okay? (laughs) No. Yes. Dorito? No, I didn't have Dorito. It's a cracker. It's a cracker. They're called Ritos, not Doritos. Well, first off, we'd like to say thank you for coming to Flying Fish Studio. You're welcome. This is our inaugural... Our inaugural podcast recording from the Flying Fish Studio at the Great Market in Seattle. Yeah, I just found out the name of the studio, too. Yeah, the well, Flying know. Fish Studio. It has been dubbed. How'd you guys come up with that name? He just told us. 
Just uh, now? We, 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 had, <laughs> we, we, we had fun thumb phone, phone just, things. He told you just now? Mm-hmm. He much. told me like a month ago. Huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Love you, Chris. It's, it's something he enjoys doing, so we just we just let him name stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, because there was Studio 337, and then what was the... <laughs> Well, Marcy came up with the Stu Stu Studio, yeah. which yeah. we used, and we kind of used it with 337. But I wanted to incorporate where we're located as yeah. far as the, above the Pike Place Market, heart of downtown Seattle. You can actually see the market Elliott sign Bay. off the back porch. Oh, yep. that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. it's kind of fun. And of course, Elliot Bay. Uh, wave to the sailors. Hey, hey, sailors. You're with Baby of the Nobodies. Are you a baby or a nobody? I'm She's the a baby. baby. She's the baby. I'm of the course. Baby. I mean, that's the natural assumption, lead singer. How the long? Baby. How long has the band been together? Uh, I think like eight years, maybe. Oh, wow, okay. Maybe that is several lifetimes for some bands. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> maybe eight. Yeah. Wow. Ish. And I know predominantly you're. Oh, it's out of Olympia. It is. Yes. Uh, the, because the only place I've ever seen you guys, I've seen you twice at the Plaid Pig. And that's about, that's, I don't know where else to play down south. <laughs> Did you ever play at um, Louis G's? Yes, several I times. I think I've okay. seen you yeah, play yeah. there. We've done, we did several shows at Louis's. Um, down in Olympia, we usually play at McCoy's. We used to play at oh. the 4th Ave before it became a college frat house. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't do live music anymore. Oh, wow. Oh, so wow. now, like, one of the only places in Olympia is McCoy's. So we play McCoy's when we do hometown shows. But that's the unfortunate part is Olympia has such a great history Mm-hmm. Olympia, music. proper yeah. music history. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially on the punk scene and all that good stuff. Yeah, and, and there's other places that do music, but they don't Nothing. do rock and roll. They mm. want like more your acoustic acts, your singer-songwriter. So that's what Olympia is kind of turning into. Those punk people who grew up and are now earning money, and they want to have them come spend it. <laughs> the, the Oyster House that was an acoustic set? Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I get it now. Yeah, that's <laughs> Olympia. Well, well poor, poor decisions. That's yes. not something that's kind of been busy lately yeah. with uh, Kyle. You know, since, I mean, I just know Kevin's schedule because I sell for him. But yeah. the new originals would be playing with him on the 11th. And I thought. Ball bag is going there. What? Ball bag is going to poor decisions. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of poor decisions? I think so. There. It's um, It's in Ballard. Okay. It's a brewery, and it's a sister to Crucible. Oh, okay. I know that. Okay. So, um, Interesting. You got a Kyle, lot of really good beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Have, do they have porters? Oh, yeah. There's also sure. a dog, and I accidentally stepped on his paw, and I felt bad. Oh, no. Yeah, they got he a, was fine. a bar dog. <clears throat> <It's>, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you br- bring his toy up to you and ask yep. you to throw it. Yep. Toss Aww. it. <laughs> I, would, I would totally be there, like, enjoying a porter and. Ball <laughs> not watching the music it's like i can hear it right i'm like i'm with the dog i'm playing with the dog i'm all good <laughs> carry on <laughs> how fun baby and nobody's do you have anything coming up yeah um we have a show in july on the 16th that's going to be an ordain it's all ages free to go which is cool because you don't really get to do a lot of all ages shows right nice. where, where at in ording uh <clears throat> Ording's very small, so it's basically in the main strip of Ording, and it's the Ording Rock Fest. Okay, it's not the... There's like a, oh, okay. There's like a little, outside? Yes, it's going to okay. be outside, outdoor fun. stage, there's a little park, Yep. and then they're going to set up a stage, and then rock bands are going to oh, go make noise. I've actually been to that festival before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually really fun. Like I said, like we love doing it because it's all ages, mm-hmm. and it's always cool to see like the little kids jumping up in front Aww. of the stage, and you know, just, it's fun. And you can always go to the firehouse when oh, you're done. Yeah, the firehouse, that's the one I was thinking yeah. of. 
that's the place I know and I've yeah. been to before. Same. Yeah, we're going to be doing that show with uh, Jurassic Down and I think nice. Crossing Crusades is on oh. that. I don't, oh, cool. I don't know the entire lineup off the top of my head, but I know sure. Jurassic Down's on it with us. How fun. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Okay. so Are I'm, you going to Ording? I'll, I'll go to Ording. What I think, day is it? Uh, Saturday, July 16th. Is it a three-day festival? One-day festival. It is a one-day. I'm trying to think. Oh, it's not. I was associating it with something Limberlost may have done a couple summers ago, but... Oh, probably the Rocky and the Rivers over in Montana, maybe? Maybe that's what Because that's like is. a three-day thing. Yeah, that's probably it. Wow. So, uh, she sent me a set of six songs. <laughs> six? Yeah, she sent me a set of six, which I sent I'm like... I sent a backup. Yeah, she oh. did. And I said, well, they're all on Spotify. What? She said, you pick. Uh-oh. So I picked. See, this is how I get into trouble. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not just, trouble. it's just like you're standing at a bar and somebody's like, what do you want to drink? You the interesting thing is the song <laughs> of those six, the song I took out was probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? In all oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you were giving me shit for my list. <laughs> no, I wasn't giving you shit you at totally all. You totally were. Not at all. Have you listened okay, to I any was. of these? Yes. Have you heard Brian Castle's? No. Brian Castles is silly. <laughs> I, got it's episode ninety nine appropriately, so I mean like <laughs> do my homework. Tiffany. Do you remember Tiffany? I've heard of Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Tiffany on yes. there? Or was it Debbie Gibson or it was, something? It was Tiffany. He brought Tiffany to the to the stage to us. Do I, I like, want to know why Tiffany made his playlist? <laughs> it was the first mm. cassette he ever bought with his own money. So that's how <laughs> significant the song was to him. Was it that song or was it the artwork? Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how young he was. If you get fapped to the little redhead on the cover, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we didn't ask that. I didn't, I didn't get that deep with Ryan. What was the other one that was a kind of a fun one? He Oh, that story behind uh, what's going on. Oh, he had the girlfriend oh. who had a girlfriend. That's right. It, it was kind of weird. It's like late middle school or early high school, and it got really convoluted and parental and stuff and, well, none and of, enough that he had to move schools wow yeah crazy well none of my songs have juicy gossip like that oh no well this will be short <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is marcy and i have no idea what your list is that's what he told me yep it's part of the fun for me <laughs> <laughs> all right so why don't we just pop into the first song and surprise the kids yeah you're gonna surprise me too if only you were prepared. It's coming. Just got to rub it a little bit. She would have had a hell of a future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So I'm going to murder some uh, uh, <laughs> some wow. other language. You um, heartless bastard, I, I, too. I, I, Good I, um, Lord. See si una vez, English translates to If I Once, is a song recorded by Mexican-American recording artist Selena for her fourth studio album, Amor Prohibido. From 1994. It was written by Pete Astudio and maybe, maybe, sorry, Pete. And that pro- says Dillo. <laughs> and produced by Selena's brother, A.B. Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Sure. Wait, say it again. <laughs> Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Yeah. Okay. Si una vez is a mar- mariachi fusion song and draws influence from cumbia and Latin dance music. Lyrically, Selena questions why she ever fell in love with an abusive partner, saying she will never repeat her mistakes. The lyrics suggest unrequited love and female empowerment. 
The song received positive reviews from music critics who found the song to have showcased the singer's vocal abilities. The BMI recognized it as the single of the year at the 1996 BMI Pop Awards. Many musicians have recorded the song and released it on their respective albums, including Mexican mariachi singer Alicia Villarreal, American reggaeton performer Ivy Queen, American indie rock band Girl in a Coma, and American salsa singer Manny Manuel, whose version peaked at number one on the United States Billboard Tropical Songs chart, did not know that existed. I was about so to say, why not? Tropical? Wow. Right. I mean, right now, there's only three songs on it. <laughs> <laughs> but they peaked at number one. There you go. And ended 1995 as the 14th most successful U.S. tropical song. How about that? Selena performed a song during her final performance on May 12, 1995, during the Cale Ocho festival in miami which attracted over 100,000 fans wow. selena was shot and killed by yolanda saldivar bitch her friend and former manager of the singers selena etc boutiques boutiques yeah i guess on march 31st 1995 some quick trivia about the recording of the song the song was written as a duet but the record company said no way it's been noted that this is the first time that a cumbia song was fused with a mariachi and the mariachi players wanted to quit the recording session because they couldn't stay tight with the drum machine. <laughs> fusion, I've heard, I mean, we've heard the word fusion used a couple of times, which is pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty a monumental and important song. Miss Rebecca, yeah. why is this song important to you? For me, as a little girl, I obviously grew up listening to Selena, with me being Chicana, if you want to be politically correct, but I'm Mexican. So, okay. <laughs> so growing up, hearing and seeing a fellow female singer that's Hispanic, just killing it. Like she was gorgeous. She had an amazing voice and she was curvy. So just seeing all of that, <laughs> I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, like you said, that song definitely shows off her voice compared to a lot of other her like bitty, bitty, bomb bomb cumbia songs that she does. Right. So that song showed a lot of dynamics. It had lots of texture to her voice. And little cheesy things. So my grandfather was an amputee mm -hmm. and he was basically like my, my father when I was growing up because my dad was MIA. So the house that I grew up in had this really long hallway and I used to take like a thermal blanket and throw it over my shoulders, kind of like a cape, but it wasn't a cape. It was the train to this glorious dress that I thought that I was oh. wearing. And I used to like sashay down the hallway and <laughs> perform that song for my oh. grandfather. Wow. Because my grandfather was born in Chihuahua, Mexico. Wow. So when I was a kid, even though I had no idea what the hell I was singing, I was singing in Spanish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And you had listened to it enough to, yes. to know that yeah, these, could, this is the sound that needs to come out of my mouth. Yeah, this is the sound that needs to come out of my voice. Wow. These are the tones that need to come out. This is what needs to happen. That would used to be one of the songs I would perform for my grandfather because he was stuck watching and listening because he couldn't really get away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's why that one is an important song for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow, and that it, is it's fun. Selena. Any Hispanic female musician. <laughs> well, and, and you mentioned that it's been the 25th anniversary for the release of the movie. When the movie came out, yeah. Crazy. <sighs> I can't tell you how many times I saw that movie in the theater. Because oh, really? yeah. my mom was like, let's go see a movie. And I'm like, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> As a little girl, like, we're going to go see Selena. After the 12th time, mom quit inviting her. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your ticket. Your theater's over here. I'm going over here. Right. That's wild. <laughs> How fun. Yeah. Any experience for you guys uh, with Selena at all? Um, or? My sister was obsessed with the movie when I was a oh, kid. Oh, okay. 
So I'm mean, I, sure the movie was an introduction to a lot of people. Oh, sure. Understood. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who she was, you know, and it's my sister's movie. It's like, oh, <laughs> this woman movie. But, you know, I rem- I don't remember it as a bad movie or anything. It's yeah, just, yeah. you know, it was just a Selena. Movie. Yeah. It's about the girl. I wanted to watch G.I. Joe movies or something. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I hear Selena, I get so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, especially the I Could Fall in Love song. Whenever I hear that and I can see the video in my head, it's just so sad to me because mm. it's like she sang with so much feeling too. Yes, so it's much. just the way that she the way that she would emote and just yeah, she sang with so much feeling. I guess knowing what happened to her, it just hearing her singing, it's like yeah, it's so tragic that I I feel it, even though it obviously didn't happen to me, but it's like it affects me to where yeah. listening to her music makes me sad, even if it's a happy song because I'm like. Yeah, right. So much potential. You start crying like me. I think she would have been 50 this year. I think I read somewhere that she would have been 50 this year if she would have lived. How about that? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's just... A waste. We're surrounded by it. It happens every day for sure. But, you know, it's somebody who is such a bright light Mm -hmm. for the Latin community, especially. I mean, it took exposure of the music up, the mix, the, the, the cumbia and the mariachi. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who doesn't like a mariachi band? Let's put some cumbia in there. Yeah, they, they were, <laughs> yeah. And during her time, there were people that didn't even understand her lyrics, rocking no. out to it, it just because. Matter. It was good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like they could feel it. and that's, It was that's, huge where, because I grew up in the Southwest a lot when I was that young. You know, oh, it was huge yeah. back then. So I bet. I bet. Wow, that's cool. So with that, do we play guess the Spotify plays? <laughs> I thought we were going to quit. Oh, let me guess. <laughs> she knows that she can see it. <laughs> How many Spotify plays that song has? Yeah, and this is just Spotify. It's obviously not international. We're gonna quit doing this we don't have too. To, we don't have to guess. I'll let you know. Okay, but if you want to guess, okay, I would say fifty million. Okay, you're close. One hundred five million four hundred twenty-five. Wow. It, it, we tried playing this as a game. Yeah. We, we, there's no way to do it. There's no way to play this game. Until we had somebody that had a billion spins on it. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we go on to two, number two. Two, number Uh-oh. two. Dress You Up is a song by American singer Madonna from her second studio album, Like a Virgin, uh, which came out in 1984. It was released as the fifth and final single from Like a Virgin, on July 31st, 1985 by Sire Records. The song was the last track to be added to the album as it was submitted late by songwriters Andrea LaRusso and Peggy Stanzial. She's not going to hear this. this. Madonna (laughs) pushed for the song's inclusion on Like a Version as she particularly liked its lyrics. Musically, Dress You Up is a drumbeat-driven dance song featuring vocals from a choir and instrumentation from guitars, including a guitar solo played by Niall Rogers, who also produced the song. The lyrics are an extended metaphor for fashion and lust, comparing dressing up with passion. Fun note for Dress You Up, it was added to the Parents Music Resource Center's Filthy 15 list due to its sexual lyrics. The PMRC's founder, Tipper Gore, had heard her daughter listening to the song and considered the line, Dress You Up With My Love, an exemplifying vulgar music. The PMRC called upon the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, to give parents a consumer-friendly means of identifying rock records unsuitable for minors, a rating system based on lyrical content. Dress You Up received the rating of S for sex and obscenity. So it's whatever they assumed. Right. 
I wonder what they would think about that WAP song. And this is what's wrong with America. (laughs) I know. Wow. That's where it started. We have pinpointed it. Gore commented on the song, popular culture is morally bankrupt, flagrantly insidious, and utterly materialistic, and Madonna is the worst of all. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have no idea what's coming. Right. Madonna fans took the attitude of, can't you cultural conservatives see what she's trying to do to annoy people like you? If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Stop trying to police my morality. Hell yeah. The PMRC campaign was only partially successful, leading to the creation of the parental advisory sticker. This, at that time, that was such a big deal. It was people testifying before Congress. Oh, my goodness. It was hearings. It was so amazingly weird, and Republicans were just hated <laughs> for it, especially Tipper Gore, as a wife of Vice President Al Gore. Yep. Yeah. But enough about Madonna. What about you? What's this song for you, Rebecca? So that was the first album that I used to sing in its entirety, beginning to end, when I was in kindergarten. (laughs) Jesus, God. (laughs) Did it have a big S on the label? It did not. It did not. It just had Madonna and a bustier. And I was like, ooh, what's this? And I remember putting it into my little cassette Walkman. And I used to bop around. And it was the entire album, beginning to end, that I used to sing. Wow. Yeah, so in kindergarten. So that explains why I pose half naked now and have an only fans. <laughs> I've been listening to Madonna for too long. <laughs> that's, a, did, uh, that's what the conservatives were worried about. Exactly. Did they you, were right. <laughs> did you ever get any bounce back as a kindergartner about that at all? Or did anybody no. ever say anything or notice? Maybe no, they didn't even notice. Not. Maybe they liked the tunes too. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, so, you know, like a virgin material girl, dress you up. So where did you get the cassette? My mother. Mama got I it for I stole it from my mom. Oh, you stole it? Mama, mama got it for it. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to have one of those, like, storage cases, and, like, you know, yeah. Tina Turner, Holland Oates, Madonna, and I was like, what's this? And I like. Oh, she's the, pretty. Yeah, once again, little girl, kindergarten. Yeah, I want to be her. Yeah, I was like, what's this? And then beginning to end. I knew the entire album. I'd probably still sing the entire album beginning to end. It'll come to you. you get that initial bass line mm-hmm. to start the song. You're like, oh, got, got it. it. <laughs> yeah, I think like number two on the album was like Angel or something. And like number six was a heartbroken ballad, like Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And oh, in yeah. kindergarten, I'm singing about how Love Don't Live Here Anymore <laughs> oh, and how you abandoned me. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know her parents? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah. man, I couldn't, not an album. <laughs> My parents listened to a lot of Beatles, and you know they had those catchy tunes. So I'm, I'm sure there's song I could probably sing albums now, but not as a kindergartner. Just, you know, just because you know all this, I know all the songs yeah, kind of yeah. thing. But that's the entire album. You're, you know, the young people's mind is like a sponge. <laughs> Let's fill it with Madonna. See, the with building Madonna. of baby, Selena. Madonna. (laughs) I see where this is going. Wait, did you pick the order or did he? I did not pick the order. No. No, I did not. Any Madonna experiences for you? No. 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 Just way out of your wheelhouse. I had a friend who was obsessed with Madonna, and I hated that girl, so I guess she wasn't really a friend. She lived in the neighborhood, and it was always, you can't play with us because you're chunky. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 
You associated that with Madonna? And- no, 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 no. <laughs> I just See you knew next how Tuesday. she loved... Just like I feel differently about ACDC because I have family that... Mm-hmm. Art is obsessed with ACDC. It's like one person can so ruin like, an entire artist for you, and you're just yeah. like, Ugh. Mm. I still enjoy listening to Madonna, but sure. I will think of God. Remember mm-hmm. her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Those, those, oh, she never even left our hometown. Those trigger <laughs> memories. Yeah. I mean, mine all, they all come from MTV. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was there at the inception, for God's Back sake. Back in the good old days when there was music. <laughs> when there was when music, television had music on it. What? We're the old folks here. <laughs> <laughs> So we are two songs in. Why don't we go to song number three? Three. Number three. You just can't say, <laughs> yes, you're correct. He doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you might have something there. <laughs> I Just Want You is the third and final single from English heavy metal singer Ozzy Osbourne's seventh solo studio album, Osmosis. I Just Want You charted in the UK at number 43 and in the US at number 24 on the mainstream rock chart. Osmosis was recorded in Paris and New York, released on October 23rd, 1995 by Epic Records. The album reached number 22 on the UK album charts and number four on the US Billboard 200. Perry Mason... Da-da, da-da. and See You on the Other Side were the other two single releases. After the release of his sixth album, No More Tears, in 1991, Osborne announced that he would retire from music. However, he returned, he <laughs> he returned so with many. Osmosis in 1995, <laughs> which featured longtime guitarist Zach Wilde, as well as former Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler, drummer Dean Costranovo, and keyboardist Rick Wakeman. Steve Vai was originally slated to perform on the album after writing songs with Osborne in 1994, but Vai reportedly left the project due to a falling out with Osborne, although Zach Wilde maintains they are still friends. The album has been certified double platinum by the RIAA and has sold over 3 million copies. In support of the album, Osborne and his band completed the Retirement Sucks Tour, Named in reference to Osborne's previous tour, the No More Tours Tour. (laughs) (laughs) And what's this one called? Yeah, right. Uh, Which was originally slated to be his last before his retirement from music. Speaking about his return to touring, Osborne joked that if you stayed at home day in, day out for three years with your wife and a house full of screaming kids, you'd want to get back on the road too. <laughs> My partner said that you know, I was in the house with the kids and wrote too. Sharon! <laughs> you left that part out. I did. <laughs> How does this song uh, jib your jag? Uh, so that was basically like one of my introductions to rock and roll. Hmm. I was dating this guy and when I was in junior high, he was a couple of years older than me, of course, always with the older guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he started playing that song for me. And I was like, oh, I like this. What is this? And he was, oh, it's Ozzy. He's basically, what do you mean you don't know who this is? You know what I mean? And like, oh. yeah, yeah. And I was, oh, I want more of this. And so then it was other rock bands. And yeah, that was kind of my introduction to rock and roll. Wow, that's interesting. From Madonna to that. <laughs> You know, when you're young, right? You're even, yeah. even at yeah. that age. You're yeah. you hear something new and different, and it triggers you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a it's a really good intro. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ozzy. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, nothing sounds like that. Right. Nothing sounds like Ozzy and what they do no. in the studio with his voice. Still, it, it, nothing sounds like that. No. No. Still, not at those all. Those are the best. You don't hear it anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. You have to go directly to that source to get that. 
his inflection, his way of singing, and of course the process they use to make, give him that sound. Yeah. But you know, anybody else wants to try and do it, they're going to be vilified for it. Dio. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because he had his own style, too, though. Yeah. yeah, he definitely had his own way that he enunciated things and the way that he finished his phrases and his lines. And Right. How do you pronounce your vowels? And then, then how do you enunciate your constants? You mm-hmm. know, it's the difference between singers. It's interesting. It's the little details. Like, you could have the worst singer in the world, but if they know how to finesse certain vowels and certain words, you're like, yes. That's what I like about Ann Wilson. Mm-hmm. She has this great way of... You don't miss a word with her because she enunciates her consonants so well. Oh, yeah. Well. Her diction is amazing. Yes. She's never one of those artists where, like, what was she saying there? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, Wait, you, I got to play that back. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And her diction's amazing. <laughs> Touch that, it and die. And the way that she just, like, lightly just tiptoes on certain notes and words. And, yeah, she caresses everything. I don't think she's ever sung a song that I didn't understand what she was talking about. Uh, and she has I mean, a, like, oh, I know what the, I know what your story is now. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And Wilson just put out a new solo album, and it's fun to listen to. You can tell she's a little older, but she still has that deeper voice, but she can still kind of hit those high notes. She's not wailing like she used to when she was younger, which is understandable. But you, the same thing, the diction is there, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh man. She covers a couple songs on there that are really good, too. Yeah, it's like Stevie Nicks. I love Stevie Nicks, but there have been so many tracks where I'm like, what the fuck is she saying right there? Yeah, I know she's one of Justin's favorites. <laughs> Fun fact, he was trying to get Anne on the podcast at one point. I haven't written to her yet. Oh, God. There's a, there's a lot of people, dude. Mm. And that's a lot of work. You are the biggest procrastinator you know I've ever met in my life. It would be if we got Ann Wilson in here. Anybody. I don't think that she would come here. It would <laughs> yeah, probably be Zoom. And I just heard oh, yeah. her on the, I just heard her on another podcast and she has the album out. I would <laughs> I would move the couches and we wouldn't even go there. The cats them. would be outside oh for the first time ever. The cats would be in They'd a bag be in the microwave. This takes a lot of work. I, hey, speaking of cats in this, a bag, are you supposed to be cat sitting? No, he's still in town. Okay, sorry. Right. Wow, that's that's random. <laughs> no, he cat sits for the neighbor, the and I was oh. just thinking where we could put the cats so they wouldn't bother us. Uh, I'm like, oh, we could shove them over there. He's got cat apartment. food, yeah. and he's got a litter box. <laughs> wow. Sorry. So how many places did this get on Spotify? Well, you know. Oh, let me guess. No, you can't guess anymore because you, you suck. Why? Because I know how to read? So Half actually, hey, you know what? Because <laughs> you're looking yeah. over his shoulder. Yeah. But his shoulder's over there. <laughs> this song on Spotify has been spun 17,031,000 times. Oh, that's wow. it? Yeah, that's it. But you know, rock radio's changed a lot. And it is only Spotify. That doesn't mean... And it, I think a lot depends on how soon he came to Spotify. Right. Sure. Right? A lot of these established artists held on kind of stuff. The classic being Led Zeppelin. Uh, held it closer to their breast for the longest time. Well, even Prince was like, hell no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Looked like he had a comment. Okay, good. Let's keep... <laughs> I like it that way. So I guess we have to go on to song number four now. Four, number four. Bitch! Is a song by American <laughs> singer-songwriter Meredith Brooks and co-written with Shelley Pekin. The song was released to American Radio in March 25th, 1997 as the lead single from Brooks' second album, Blurring the Edges, 
which also came out in 97, and was issued as a commercial single on May 20th. In the United States, Bitch debuted at number 57 and steadily rose up the Billboard Hot 100 for 35 weeks, eventually peaking at number two for four weeks. The song was blocked from the number one position for those four weeks by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans' I'll Be Missing You. Aww. I remember that one, too. <laughs> it peaked at number two in I Australia and Canada. Oh, <laughs> and reached number six in the United Kingdom. What is that word? <laughs> the. I think that was supposed to be Australia. It's Australia Asia. It's one word. That's Australia. Australia. I don't know. Are you making shit up now? <laughs> I guess so. Slippery fingers. Oh, Chris, you silly, silly goose. <laughs> uh, the song ranked at no- seven, number seventy-nine on VH1's one hundred greatest songs of the nineties and was nominated for the Best Female Rock Vocal Performance and Best Rock Song at the 40th Annual Grammy Awards. Capitol Records was initially hesitant to release Bitch due to the song's explicit lyrical content. The label's vice president of artists and repertoire, Perry Watts Russell and producer Giza X, even the producer, both expressed their concerns about the song's lyrics potentially having a negative impact on its commercial performance. Co-writer Pekin explained that the record label considered censoring the song, although she and Brooks convinced the label to release the song to airplay with lyrics intact. Following the release and subsequent success of the song, Brooks commented that she believed Bitch received an intended purpose of being a celebration of every woman's multiple psyches. Finally, the song origin from Bitch co-writer Shelley Pekin, she is quoted as saying, This song was born because I was so frustrated. I had 10 years of album cuts and never had a single. I was coming home from a session one day full of PMS. Hell yeah. In a big funk. And what am I doing? I thought to myself, my poor boyfriend who I was living with, married to now, he's going to have to deal with this when I get home. And God bless him. He loves me any way I am. I thought he loves me even when I can be such a bitch. Can't we all? Well. I mean, I know you can be a bitch. Mm. Girl. (laughs) Especially when you're PMSing. <laughs> Putting up with Marcy's shit. <laughs> so what does bitch do for you? So, once again, the growth of Rebecca. Or maybe. <laughs> uh, the song came out when I was like in fifth grade. And my best friend and I at the time used to always sing that song while oh, doing God. laps around the school whenever we would get in trouble because we both went to private school. Oh, so you did so, laps and you got in trouble. So our punishment was doing laps. So her and I would basically like sing that song <laughs> at the top of our lungs in protest. Mm. And it was a Christian private school. <laughs> well, and it has a nice cadence to it. I can see where you can. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and it was always four laps around the track is what it was for punishment. So basically a mile. Yep. And oh, okay. her and I would take to it and that was our little anthem every wow. time we had to do it and like you know around that same point you're realizing like what you want to be and who you want to be and what you want to do and going to a private school like they were really uptight you weren't even allowed to wear nail polish mm-hmm. oh. so like literally like every day after school i would paint my nails <laughs> go to the principal's office have them remove the nail polish oh, and this goodness. was like a daily thing wow and wow. her and I would both do this amongst other things. So were you doing it on purpose? So you'd have lap time to sing? <laughs> uh, you know, at that point, I don't think so. But maybe. I've gotten in trouble on purpose. But, but this maybe. is a serious question. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe subconsciously. Maybe. Hmm. 
You threw a book at someone. <laughs> I didn't throw it at someone. I oh. threw it in their general direction. Oh, okay. And accidentally hit them on purpose. I yeah, did so- throw a person at somebody once. <laughs> what about the this one down the a- stairs? This is not about me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, Go was, to your room. That was just the point, though, where like, I was starting to become... Rebellious. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and- music let you... Yeah, yeah. Sing cause, it. Because, like, at that point, it was, you know, it was Meredith Brooks and it was Melissa Etheridge and it was Sheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what was in that genre right, at the time. Right, yeah, most definitely. And so, you know, you had, like, Favorite Mistake from, from Sheryl Crow and If It Makes You Happy. And then you had Meredith Brooks, like, you know. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, what, that's, I, you wow. know, that's what I was clinging to at that point. Wow, that's cool. Did you know any of the rest of the album at all or – not at that point because my mother would not let me have the album. No, okay, and any sure. time, said bitch. Yes, and any time that the song would come on the radio, like my friend and I in the back seat of the car would start singing it, and my mom would instantly, Click. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just like LL Cool J. So like I used to love LL Cool J. I still like LL Cool J. He's <laughs> one of my like guilty pleasures. Um. Anyways, though, he had this album called Phenomenon that came out around the same time period, and my cousin's like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, "LL Cool J Phenomenon." And she was like, are you sure your mom's going to let you have that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, frontal visor and everything. So, oops. so my cousin buys it for me for Christmas, and I'm, like, listening to it in the car one day. And there's this lyric in there, something about, like, throwing your legs over his shoulders and let, let him work you out. And my mom's like, what? And my friend and I, once again, just bop into it. Like, we know all the words. Yeah. My mom's like, no. So she takes the CD out mm. the CD player puts it in the case and she's like you can't listen to this and i'm like okay whatever so i don't know like what the time lapse was but i later found it in the house down in the garage mm. and i'm like oh here's my ll cool j took my <laughs> cd back made the mistake of putting it back in the cassette disc of the car oh and yeah. mom heard the same song this time she threw it out her car window <laughs> going down 410 on the way home from school oh, God. so yeah that's how i lost my ll cool j song. wow do you want to give a shout out to the school sure it was uh nelson crane seventh day adventist school there you go because my mom gave me the option of either going to Catholic school or Seventh-day Adventist, and I chose Seventh-day Adventist because I didn't have to wear a uniform. Oh, okay. Interesting. My so, buddy Taylor went there. Nelson Crane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. God rest his soul. All the people it's they could help create through rebellion or otherwise. Yeah, isn't yeah, that great, He's the though? most rebellious person I've ever met. Even as a child, though, my mom, Catholic school uniform, Seventh-day Adventist, and I'm like, no uniform. Even as a child. Like, <laughs> no. I don't want to look the same as everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. Really? Nelson yeah. Crane? And his two brothers went there, too. Hey, you got a picture of him on the fridge? He was younger than me, so. I show you. God, I hated that. School. Like, hell. And then, and then, like, it got to the point where my friend at the time that used to do laps with me, something happened with her family, so they couldn't afford to send her to that school anymore. Mm. So then there was a public school that was right next to it. I don't remember what the name of the public school was, but, like, she would sneak out because <laughs> she knew when I was doing laps. And so we... <laughs> I shit you not. She do laps with you I still? I shit you not. And so like, but we would meet at the fence line. My friend and I trade notes and stuff. Yeah. Because she knew what kind of hell I was in at that school. Oh, kitty's at the buffet. <laughs> Headphones. But yeah, we would literally meet like at the fence and like, what's going on with you? Da, 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 da. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's fun. And then another thing too, um, and if Daryl listens to this, he'll probably kill me. But Daryl Williams. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> he doesn't he, like Daryl. He was my carpool buddy because his family lived like right up the street from me. Oh, really? So his parents would take me to school 
And then my mom would bring us home from school. So I have all of these elementary photos of Daryl. Of Daryl. Oh, baby Daryl. <laughs> Daryl Williams. Yeah. And then funny thing about Daryl. So like, you know, we're in his dad's car or whatever in his mom's car. He was always listening to like the Wallflowers mm. and Pearl Jam and stuff like that. And I was mm. like, what is this? Because I wanted to listen to the Spice Girls. <laughs> Just difference in age and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is this? No, we need to listen to Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, that red unicorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's what that's what we call him, the red yeah. unicorn. Yeah, it was so weird. Good I ran guy. I ran into him like I hadn't seen him in years. And we were playing a show at Fourth Ave downtown okay, Olympia. Yeah. And he was moonlighting in a friend's band. He comes up to me and he's like, Is your name Rebecca? And it's just this dude with long red hair. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, Did you go to a private school? Yeah. He's like, Did you go to Nelson Crane? Yeah. <laughs> what's, and at this point what's your I'm, angle? At this point I'm like, Who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And he's like, I'm Daryl. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because, <laughs> you know, we hadn't seen each other in forever. Wow. But literally just some guy coming out. I'm like, what are you? You've been on, like, on People Finder or something? Yeah, right. You exactly. Know? <laughs> you know, men are creeps. No, and you're both in the music industry. That's that's really cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, so it doesn't happen like that normally. Yeah, it was just crazy. He's like, you sing. And I'm like, I'm still singing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, apparently you play drums now. Yeah, he's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, like, he used to always have drumsticks and stuff, and I was always singing, and it's like, oh, we're still doing this. Right? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so he was drumming when he was younger then, I don't know if obviously. he was, like, actually drumming. But, but he, he had was, drumsticks. Yeah, he was interested. So <laughs> I don't know what he was actually doing. but Sure. Oh, how fun is that? Right? School stories. Trivia. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what's so fun about this. That's why we love doing this podcast. Love hearing these stories and tidbits. Yeah. yeah. Tidbits and uh, actually. And to see how people are connected. It's yeah. Like, well, little tie-ins there, too. huh? Right? The, what, five degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Hoffman. <laughs> Have you actually had that pizza at Sizzle Pie? No. There's like a Kevin Bacon pizza at Sizzle Pie, and it's funny. oh, they got one down at uh, Sizzle Pie down south. I always go to it when I'm in Portland. Okay, that's 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 what I know. They have yeah. several in Portland. You have okay. a cat by chance? I don't, but my mom does. Mm. I'm sorry. I have two dogs though. <laughs> my cat is in your purse. That's fine. <laughs> God. And now your purse is about no, to no, be no, on the no. ground. Yeah, it's going to be dumped. <laughs> your okay. cat's going to mark it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't do that. He will start. He's going to hump it. He's like, oh, cat what's semen. this? <laughs> he doesn't have the equipment to make that. But yeah, anyways, there's this pizza at Sizzle Pie, and it's like five degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever, okay. and it's fucking amazing. Sizzle Pie's good. You Next time we go to Portland. Yeah. Yeah, Sizzle Pie's good, period. Good. Yeah. Next time we get, go to Portland. Get your size a nice slice. Yeah, like, mm. so, well, there was a pandemic in the middle, so. Yeah, right. Literally, the last time we went to uh, Portland was March 13th, 2020. Remember? Remember? Oh, so that that yeah, was literally the day the pandemic Vancouver. started. <laughs> okay, again, this isn't about us. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic. I was going to say I had a, a pig named Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I'm wearing like salt and pepper. Ah, push it. Push it real good. for that. I'm going to throw my hips out. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> well this uh, next song i think is from that era so why don't we listen to the next song might be the first time you've ever heard it on headphones oh i grew up in florida oh, okay and then america's I'll penis and then yeah. moved to the mountains of western north carolina oh where live music consisted of picking on the square and you guessed it that picking is a banjo 
And I'm like, fuck this. I gotta go. <laughs> You're like, get me out of here. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Closer is a song by American industrial rock band Nine Inch Nails, released as the second single on their second studio album, The Downward Spiral. Released on May 30th, 1994, Closer is considered one of Nine Inch Nails' signature songs and remains their most popular song. Most versions of the single are titled Closer to God, a rare example of music of a single's title differing from the title of its A-side. The single is the ninth official Nine Inch Nails release, making it Halo 9 in the band's official Halo numbering system. Don't know what that is. Are we supposed to be asking questions? (laughs) No, no. Although the song addresses themes such as self-hatred and obsession, its sexually aggressive chorus led to widespread misinterpretation of the song as an anthem of lust, which helped it become Nine Inch Nails' most successful single up to that time and cemented Trent Reznor's status as an industrial rock icon. In 2003, VH1 ranked the song at number 93. Yeah, right? MTV's Ant. VH1 ranked the song at number 93 in its countdown of the 100 greatest songs of the past 25 years. VH1 had been on the air for about 15 up to that point. The song was ranked at number two on AOL's 69. AOL. 69. Sexiest songs of all time due to the explicit frankness of the chorus. And then Motley Crue's drummer Tommy Lee said of the song, Come on, dude. I want to fuck you like an animal? That's an all-time fuck song. Those are pure fuck beats. I wouldn't give that song an STD. (laughs) Trent Trent Reznor knew what he was doing. You can fuck to it. You can dance to it. And you can break shit to it. All right, Tommy. Then there's the video. The video was popular and helped bolster the success of the band. Set in what appears to be a 19th century mad scientist laboratory, the video's imagery involves religion, sexuality, animal cruelty, politics, and terror, including a heart connected to some sort of device that beats corresponding to the beat of the song, a little girl lounging on a chair, a nude bald woman with a crucifix max, a monkey, scared, panicked, tied to a cross, a severed pig's head spinning on some type of machine, a diagram of the vulva vagina, Trent Reznor wearing various fetish gears such as an S&M mask, ball gag, and long leather gloves while swinging in shackles. Several times, Reznor wearing leather pants floats and rotates through the air suspended by invisible wires. There are also scenes of Reznor being blown back by a wind machine while wearing aviator goggles. Video director Mark Romanic has stated... We made prints, and I personally spent a couple of days dragging them around the parking lot and spraying aerosol shellac and holding lighters under them. We were just making it for the art's sake, and YouTube didn't exist then, so it was a pretty ballsy and extravagant thing for Trent to do. But MTV liked it, and so that started a long negotiation of how we get it on the air. I wanted to go on record about the monkey. That monkey was not in any danger, even though he appears to be in distress. The monkey was just munching on bits of banana and enjoying himself. We had the ASPCA person on the set. It wasn't harmed and actually got paid more than some of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a little monkey. It's a monkey. <laughs> and monkeys were in demand. Look at Justin's face. He just He's hes afraid of monkeys, so Are he hates really? them. What's wrong with you? The, Have wiz- you? the Wizard of Oz fucked me up, okay? Really? Those flying monkeys, they're oh, terrifying. I'm well, you know what? Monkeys. He's probably the one of us that won't get killed by a monkey. No, I won't. <laughs> so closer means what to you, Rebecca? I don't even think it needs an explanation. 
Okay. All right. Next song. No. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Does it really need an explanation? Nope. Not at all. So am I. <laughs> oh. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> I think most people's exposure to Nine Inch Nails came from the video. Yeah. Which was just so engaging. And if you weren't recording videos on your VHS like I used to do, probably not by this time. I was done doing that. You were kind of glued and waiting for MTV to come back on. Yep. It, yep. it came on regular rotation on MTV for sure. I used to always dance to that too at bars. Like when I first turned 21, 22-ish, there was a guy that used to DJ at a bar that I used to go to with my girlfriends. And as soon as we'd like roll into the bar, he'd start playing like uh, he'd start playing like Nine Inch Nails, Rob Zombie, Manson, because he knew that's mm. what was going to get me on the dance floor, <laughs> not the Lady Gaga poker face and all of that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, like we'd roll in, and all of a sudden, like the whole mood of the bar would change. And so yeah, that song doesn't need any explanation. She's in the house. She changes the game. She walks in and changes the game. How about that? That's cool. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Do you listen to much uh, Nine Inch Nails or Trent Reznor at all? Or Yeah, I do. Actually, one of my favorite songs from him is Discipline. Okay. It's out of my wheelhouse. Uh, that's like the only song I think I know. Are you serious? Oh, I, I, I shit you not. There's a lot of music I have not heard. Wow. I don't listen to Baroque either. Who? Baroque music. I mean, nobody's amazed by that. Like, no, no, nobody listens. To, nobody listens to I like Bork. <laughs> Bork. <laughs> I do like Jork. Jork, whatever. Is that who we're talking about? Jork? <laughs> B-J-O-R-K. Bjork. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. I was talking about Baroque. I was going to say Nine Inch Nails' best song was sung by someone else. So, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Bert, who is that? Johnny Bert, Cash. Johnny Cash. Oh. <laughs> Saturday Yeah. you're putting down. <laughs> I've yeah, got nothing against Nine Inch Nails. That's a good version. Damn, that's a good cover. Yeah, it sure is. Damn. Yeah, it hurt. Especially it. him when he's just about dead. Oh, my God. There's so much more emotion in it. I, I like Nine Inch Nails' version better. Have you guys That's been fair. to the Johnny Cash Museum? No. no. I've oh. never been to Nashville. I've been close. I've driven through Nashville. Okay, well, they have a Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville, oh. just like they have a Patsy Cline Museum. It's all part of the same thing. But part of that museum is like they just play the video nonstop of Hurt and Rotation, and they have wow. like the props from Hurt. Mm-hmm. And like when I was there, I think I have maybe listened to that song like three or four times. Just taking it all in because of mm. like the ambiance of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Little, wow. Little thing to do in Nashville. Wow, that was song number five. Man, things buzz through when you're having fun, that's for sure. Plays for this one on Spotify. Reference 165,614,000. Closer is our uh, top spin of the night with 160 million. How about that? You wonder how, how with all the other platforms, how much a song has been played. Well, yeah, you think of like Pandora or Apple even YouTube. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, YouTube videos. Oh, my God. It's funny. I was just about to check. I'm like, what was the other song I said? I'm like, oh, and now I remember what it was. What was it? Uh, it was a Tom Petty song. It was break, oh. Breakdown. Yeah, it used to be my like, let's go drive somewhere and park somewhere song in high school. It, well, that's, like, what, that's like one of my favorite <laughs> songs. I, I Seriously. It's, it's close to being my, one of my five. Really? Yeah. Fun wow. fact about Marcy. Marcy doesn't do any kind of drugs. Marcy's boring. But okay. the last time I did, <laughs> I was sitting next to his house on the beach in St. Augustine, in Florida. Florida. Wow. <laughs> and it was like, I've got to be part of this. And mm. that's why I did it. Yeah. Wow. That was like my, we're going to go off this off road in your pickup truck and we're going to go find a spot and gonna play <laughs> that song. <laughs> Let's see what happens. That is funny. Hopefully the truck doesn't break down. 
No, it never did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so punny. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to say what after the song what it was, but there you go. <laughs> we want to thank you for coming in for the podcast, Rebecca. Of course. We love talking to our guests, but even within our conversations, it's hard to get to know somebody. So what we have done is a thorough, deep research, and we have ripped off the late show host, uh, Stephen Colbert, Uh uh, to distill everything possibly worth knowing about a guest into a series of 15 questions. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Are you ready for the Twister questionnaire? I think so. Is this going to be like a rapid fire type No, no. We'll let you answer. (laughs) We're recording. You can take as much time as you want. We just mm. found out about this, too. It's- I know. I saw them writing them down. <laughs> and I believe uh, I Justin one. has number one. Oh, okay. What is the best sandwich? Ooh. Like, uh, that's hard. <laughs> okay, that's hard. So one, like me being me, I'm super indecisive. So it depends. Like, is this like I am just going to a sandwich shop? Or is this like I'm at a restaurant? Or like, give me a scenario. This, this is a really hard question. You're on death row. Oh, and fuck. you get one sandwich. Oh, that was good follow-up. <laughs> That's uh, perfect. Okay, so I will probably take a BLT from Burger Master. <sighs> I love a BLT. Yeah, a good BLT. Because yeah. it's, it's either Thick a BLT for me or it's, or it's a French dip. But sometimes people mess up the French dips. Okay. Because if the meat's not good or if the bread's not good, exactly. then you don't have a good French dip. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the au is brown water. Yeah, it's a toilet <laughs> It's water. a yeah. lot. Yeah. It means a lot to that sandwich. Damn yeah, it. so there's if so there's many. too many onions. Yeah. That, that, a French dip was a go-to when I was a kid. If, if, if a restaurant had French dip, oh. That's how he that's, judges that's restaurants. By I, if I've dip. never been there and they have a French dip, I will get that. And if they fuck up the French dip, I'll never eat there that's again. That's how I judge Mexican restaurants. I'm like, give me your tamales. Then they'll be like, what kind of tamale? I'm like, do you have pork? And if they don't have pork, ugh, I'm done. Yeah. Same, same thing with chorizo. It has to be pork chorizo. If they don't have pork chorizo, I'm like, no. Is there any other? That's the answer. <laughs> Is there any other? Yeah. But yeah, I know. Like, even at the grocery store, they have like vegan chorizo now. And I'm like, what the? Oh, it's impossible for chorizo. Yeah, I'm like, what is downstairs. this? What is this? So, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm sure they have that downstairs. So I'm just There's gonna a say, vegan Mexican restaurant. Oh, you had downstairs, yeah. First plant place. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, BLT from Burger Master. There you go. That's, That's cool. Love it. Okay. Oh, it's my Marcy's got question number two. <laughs> What's the one thing that you own that should really be thrown out? Is that up to me or is that up to the person i live with you <laughs> well that's, that's indecipherable that's your, your definition however you want to decide that what's something that i own that i should really throw out uh probably my house slippers <laughs> because they should just be house slippers but i wear them outside and they, i shouldn't do that so probably my leopard print house slippers <laughs> you had them for a while or just they're just at that point so they were never meant to be indoor outdoor mm. and I wear them outdoor <laughs> and they're cute and leopard and they're, they're like little moccasin type house slippers that are leopard. And I'm like, Ooh, they're leopard. <laughs> That's, I had some that had a hard bottom, but they were house shoes yep. and they looked like loafers and I wore them to work all the time. <laughs> I, I have actually worn mine out every now and then. And like I sneak out of the house when I wear them. Cause I'm like, I don't want to hear anything that I'm about me wearing my house slippers when I'm going out. Cause then they turn into like my going out shoes and I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Party, let me get my shoes on. There you go. Oh, that's great. Uh, question three, uh, apples or oranges? Uh, that's none of your damn business. Depends on the season. If it's an apple, then I like Fuji's. Don't make that face. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I ask what type of apple. And I'm just, apple or oranges? 
Probably oranges. Because oranges can go with beer. It can't put peanut butter on orange. I mean, you could. <laughs> you could. But it'd be wrong. Have you ever asked for anybody's autograph? Yes. Okay, next question. What? <laughs> I want to know who. So when I was much younger, I was in love with an actor named James Marsters who played Spike on Buffy. Oh, okay. I know exactly who you're talking about. Damn right you do. Mm. <laughs> Did you get his autograph? Several times. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then it's a good story end, there right? Go. Yes. We'll just leave it there. He's at Crypticon every other year, I feel no, like. No, he's not. <laughs> she, she looks. She's like, he's locked in my closet. <laughs> Is this really a question? What's the scariest animal? Number five. What's the scariest animal? It's a fucking monkey. No, it's not. For, for you, maybe. Not for me. Um, oh, God. Who came up with these questions as I look at you? <laughs> the man Ooh. who has us all speaking into yellow uh, balls. Scariest animal, just because I hate them, I'm going to go spiders. It's technically an insect or whatever, but... It's an arachnid. Yeah. I hate spiders. <laughs> spiders and snakes. No, thanks. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. Snakes? Snakes are an animal. Yeah, yeah. They breathe air. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so do spiders. They make really good Do shoes. they have lungs? Yes. <laughs> what do they breathe through? Their mouth? Oh, okay. Question number six. What do you think happens when we die? Um, I think that we all get fancy little harps and cute gladiator sandals, and we end up in Philadelphia cream cheese commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Are yours leopard print? Yeah. <laughs> so is my cloud. <laughs> What's your favorite action movie? Oh, that's so many. You got one that's on death row. You got to watch one movie. <laughs> Why do you keep putting me with, on death row? With your French dip sandwich. Damn, girl, what'd you do? <laughs> oh, I did say I'm a Scorpio, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Um, man, probably Aliens 2 with Sir Darnie Weaver. Are you guys the same person? <laughs> you guys share a brain. in the office yet, so. <laughs> there's, there's just that line, like, I got in trouble for it when I was a little kid. Once again, little child, little Rebecca. And I was running around the house. My grandmother told me to do something, and I didn't want to do what she told me to do. So I, like, stopped what I was doing, and I looked at her, and I'm like, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> and I pulled that line. And then all of a sudden, I didn't have access to those movies. Anymore. Yeah. So I'm just going to say Aliens 2 or Sigourney Weaver. It's a trigger. There you go. Yeah, either that or, like, any Predator movie or anything. Yeah. I like shoot 'em up movies. I'm just. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Save your romance movies. Give me a shoot 'em up movie. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? Uh, almost anything citrus based. Goes with the orange answer. I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. Number nine. What's your least favorite smell? Patchouli. I'm Dirty, stinky, I, hippie. I'm glad I don't have that <laughs> exactly. in the diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So am I have person. one God, that really? came with the set. It yeah, said it's patchouli. not one that we use. Just I, leave it out on the porch. I mixed it once with something else to see if it would smell good. No, it didn't. It fucked it up the other song. Patchouli smell. and dragon's blood smell like ass. Dragon's me. blood. Yeah, it's a type of incense. I used to work huh. at like a hippie dippy store. I was mm. the ASM there. And people would always come in and they wanted patchouli to cover up the smell of pot <clears> and dragon's blood just because they liked it. And I'm like, this smells It like sounds that. cool. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, so yeah, no, terrible. It does so, sound terrible. Patchouli, worst ever. Next. Uh, <laughs> the word that Chris forgot, the R, exercise. Is it worth it? Exercise. <laughs> Did you really? I forgot the R. I'm a retard. Yeah, I'm looking wait, at the wait, word. Wait, I'm like, wait, what wait, the fuck wait. is this? Are we like, exercising a demon? <laughs> That's up for her to decide. Yes, it's worth it. I hate it. 
My ass is built on squats and lunges and tacos. So yes, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you came up with these. Yeah. Flat or sparkling? Flat or sparkling what? Water. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you and I both. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, normal water because I'm a singer. Is that flat? And I, and I flat. like it at room temperature because I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. Makes so, sense. So yeah, room temperature. Cool. Not supposed to drink cold water, anyways. Yeah, right. It's up your stomach. And I like hot water because it goes in my tea. There you go. So mm-hmm. flat. Flat. Oh, flat. sparkling. Nobody does sparkling <laughs> tea. Well, the sparkling stuff tastes like ass. <laughs> tastes like patchouli smells. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see. Question number twelve. What number am I thinking of? Sixty-nine. No. <laughs> what's the most used app on your phone uh probably either facebook or instagram i know boring oh, yeah. answer mine's tiktok that's <laughs> yeah right or I mean, youtube there's a the handful of them that everybody uses I, i'm looking to see what number we were on oh 14 you get one song to listen to for the rest of your life what is it i know what song it's not um did you say sailing? <laughs> it's not sailing. Um, and it's nothing from ABBA. Um, I don't know. One song for the rest of my life. Uh, there should be a follow-up to that. And how long would it take before you hated it? Yeah. Before you stick something in your eye? Yeah. To try and like poke how, your brain? How long is this life of mine? Um, <laughs> Obviously not long if you're going to be <laughs> dealing with that. With I, your orange. I don't know. You don't have to listen to it constantly, but if you put, go into your car to go somewhere, you can turn on the radio, that song's going to be on. You turn on MTV, that video's going to be on. Liar. <laughs> MTV doesn't do that. Uh, Every, the one CD you own is one song. That's the one you get to hear. I, I would just say Black Cat from Janet Jackson because wow. that, that came to mind. That's interesting. But I really don't know what song, so we'll just use oh, that a, as an that's answer. That's a tough one. Yeah. But yeah, so, no ABBA. <laughs> that brought back memories right there. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, last question, 15. Describe the rest of your life in five words. Entertaining, adventurous, colorful, gratifying. Are you going to give us six like you gave us six songs? <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a backup. It was a backup. I came prepared. Rememberable? Wow. There you go. That's there a good, go. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice five. I like that. that Are you going to use these same questions Probably. on everybody? I hope Probably. so. I love it. That's fun. Thank you, Miss Rebecca. You are now known. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I'm now known. You did it with no prep. Anybody that listens to this episode and the following episodes will at least know what questions Maybe. are coming. I might Maybe. switch from one or two up. <laughs> I do have one more question. What's up? Before we leave, before we cut it all off, Uh-oh. what Baby and Nobody's song should we use to close out this episode? Uh, Heaven. Heaven. I'm going to type that in right now so I don't forget it. Because he just deleted the question. No, I did not. Shut up. <laughs> Man, thank you very much, Rebecca. This has been fun. Hopefully, hopefully you had fun. I did. I did. Uh, Marcy and Justin, thank you again. I don't care if you had fun, but thank you for coming in. <laughs> I had walk. Yeah. Thank you for supplying the Flying Fish Studio. Yay. Yeah. Which I knew the name of before you guys, apparently. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay.